Hello and welcome to Wait, I've seen it before. We have chips, it's pizza flavor. It's not very good. I kind of like it, to be fair. Like, I mean, to be honest, I wanted it to be more cheesy. It tastes a lot like... Uh, it, says like it tastes like the... Um, the flavor... What do you say? You add things to the flavor to add flavor. I know. Pepper you, you, and stuff. No, not pepperoni. No. Uh, I know what you mean. We, in Persian, we call it avishan. No. It's the spice. I know. It's, it's the avishan. I don't know what... In English? It's yeah. thyme. Oh, yeah. Thyme. It tastes like thyme. I like that. I don't. I don't like vegetables. If I wanted to eat vegetables, I eat vegetables. Even though that's a grass. That's <laughs> a vegetable. Anyways. Um, I'm Ali, by the way. And I am Muhammad. Yes. And if, and you, if you put our names together, you get a very weird combination. Muhammad Ali. Kelly. Okay, shall I ask? Choose your... <laughs> Choose your poison. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the reason we are here with you today is that if you listen to our last episode, we talked about a video game adaptation, which was... Mortal Kombat! <laughs> uh, and uh, so in this one, we're going to talk about movies about video games, not video game movies movies about yeah. video games which is a weird topic yeah it's like movies about books how many movies do we have about books a lot really yeah about like reading book like there is actually a movie called the reader i mean yeah but yeah i guess we do have a lot we have book thief which is both itself based on a book and about a book we have the book of Eli, which was a very stupid movie. <laughs> like the whole twist of that movie is so stupid. I know what they yeah. were going for. First of all, it's Christian propaganda. And it's called the book of Eli. Of yeah. course it's Christian propaganda. I don't like Christian propaganda. And even the Denzel Washington is actually good in it. The twist is so stupid. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like, he can't do any of that shit that he does. I don't care how you... I, I guess the I, yeah, power of the Lord helps him and all of that. The power yeah, of yeah. the dog. Which was actually won the Golden Globes as we were recording mm. this. Power of the dog won. A couple days ago, yeah. Um, power of the dogs. Uh, on the musical side, West Side Story won. Which I haven't seen. But, speaking of West Side Story... It's about speed. It's the time to talk about Steven, Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. What are your thoughts on Steven Spielberg? I have lost all respect for him after I watched the movie we're gonna talk about. Seriously? I genuinely did. Not after Indiana Jones 4? I mean, to be fair, that was actually my first Indiana Jones movie and I was oh. like, this isn't that bad. Then you watched the first three and you Yeah. Know. This was really bad. Um... The here's the thing here's the problem that I have with Spielberg movies is that first of all he's not a very good um, I mean he hasn't wrote the scripts to be fair but the story he chooses the stories he chooses are quite stupid uh, if I 
put so put you so mean all of them or a lot of them yeah. not all of them but a lot of them um and on the other hand he's a really good fucking director <laughs> look he's good i i do admit it like he's He's probably actually in my mind. He's probably the most famous director in the world because the name uh, itself yeah. is Hollywood. But yes. I I think even though uh, Kevin Feige is probably more successful and more uh, influential than him, Steven Spielberg is the essence of Hollywood. Like you go to uh, you walk in the street, you ask from ten people who Spielberg is. Probably eight of them are gonna know his name and are gonna tell you, yeah, he's an American director. Yeah. That is not something you can do with Marty Scorsese <laughs> or I know some even Quentin other, Tarantino, even Tarantino, yeah, which is like one of those names or Tornatore, which is like nine people confused with Tarantino <laughs> for whatever reason. Yeah, um, the name was similar, but the second problem I have with Spielberg movies is that you always remember that one scene <laughs> and the rest of the movie sucks balls and for reference I'm going to talk about um, Saving Private Ryan you know you have oh, that phenomenal on. opening of Omaha, uh, I said Omaha, Normandy uh, Beach it's fantastic you know, people are getting killed left and right, the music, and everything is great. What do you remember about the rest of the film? I remember the sniper scene. The sniper scene? He shoots the sniper from the glint of a... It's not... I don't know. I, I don't To be honest, you chose a bad one because for me. Oh. Because I actually love World War II movies and I watched Saving Pirates right quite like, a bunch of times. This, here's the stupid thing. I like the Thin Red Line a lot more. Not a lot more, but quite more than um, I Saving Pirates right. Those are two different animals though. One of them is a... They came out in the same year. That's yeah, yeah. Way I <laughs> but they are like two different animals. Uh, again, they're sort of like comparing... Uh, an encounter of the third kind uh, with 2001 A Space Odyssey. I mean, they're both technically about space. Yeah, sure. But, like, they're two different. I don't know, one of them doesn't have aliens in it. What is a good. Oh! Technically, it doesn't have an alien. It doesn't have organic aliens yeah. in it. Uh, so. To be honest, for me, Steven Spielberg, again, is quintessential director. Like, even his uh, way he talks, the way he carries himself is like a director. I think the public perception of directors is probably shaped around a couple of people. One of them is Federico Fellini, which we all know the high boots and like the fussy attitude and the bray and all of that it's basically we are acting like Federico Fellini who was as much a showman as he was a director yeah and I mean you, he made a movie about his own life so yeah basically there you go and he chose one of the hottest guy in Italy to play himself <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm gonna make a movie about my life and I'm gonna have Adam Driver play me <laughs> yeah I look like that don't you believe me <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 
and Jeremiah is gonna play my dad. <laughs> Who's gonna be your mom, Nicole Kidman? Yeah. <laughs> sure, why not? Why not? I mean, the Nicole Kidman is actually older than my mom. Really? I think so. The thing is that uh, another one is Steven Spielberg. When we think of directors sitting, watching in that monitor, and they have their name on the back of the uh, chair. Chair. Spielberg is that. He's he's a larger than life figure, and I think more than anything, he's a good entry point. Oh, he's a great entry point. Like, I think, but the thing is. I actually believe he's a damn good director for the most part he does have his shitty movies he does have his over reliance on CGI the thing is that he's a good director he's a much better I'm not gonna say technician because I think that's James Cameron James Cameron is a technician he's all about oh what technology I can use uh, Spielberg is more of a risk taker like what new stuff I can use you know? I, I get it. Like, he doesn't, probably doesn't care about the technicality of stuff as much as Cameron does. But it's like, yes, CG is getting started. Let's use it in Jurassic Park. Though, to be fair, he didn't use it that much. Like, uh, in Jurassic Park? Yeah, because the dinosaurs, some of them are um, animated. Animatronic. Yeah, animatronic. If, if it's a head and body, it's usually animatronic. If you see the whole dinosaur walking, it's CG. Yeah. Uh, and, but, at some point, he gets an over-reliance for it when it comes to uh, the fourth Indiana Jones, where the gopher is actually fucking CG. Like, how hard is it to get a gopher? And It's, a, it's an easy animal. I, I know Caddyshack makes us think that we can't get one, but it's actually much easier to get a gopher than you think. Don't listen to Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you Caddyshack fans out there, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's actually more people than you think. Kadishek is one of those. I know, it's um, really popular in yeah. USA. Not in our country, but. Yeah. I, in our country, it doesn't we, we don't have golf. Yeah. So why would we care about Kadishek? <laughs> uh, the thing is, when he does good, he really knows how to tell a good, uh, good story. Not, not in a sense that the story is good, he knows how to tell it good. Again, uh, I don't think there is any director with a body of work as vast as Steven Spielberg that you can unif that can unify as many people as Spielberg does. For example, what are your thoughts on ET? I think it's good. I loved it. It's one of my top one hundred movies. What are your thoughts on Indiana Jones, the original one? <laughs> yeah you see it's it's but like for example of the people that came around him uh 1970s it's new hollywood you have zemeckis you, you have, have zemeckis you have, Z, you have the palmer you have coppola coppola all of these figures are i mean coppola is like oh he's the master but he made so little movies so he had time uh, if coppola had Spielberg's schedule, he would make a lot of shit. We know because when he had Spielberg's <laughs> schedule, he made a lot of shit. <laughs> he made Twixt. Yeah. Remember Twixt? And I kind of feel sad because that's one of the few movies about Edgar Allan Poe. Poor Edgar Allan Poe. 
you didn't live a sad enough life that you're gonna be ruined like that. Uh, there's actually an Edgar Allan Poe movie, I don't know if you remember, called The Raven with John Cusack. I haven't seen it, I know of it though. Oh. It's one of the first uh, Edgar Allan Poe movies I watched, it's so stupid. Uh, the thing is that the body of work that Spielberg has, and again, Spielberg is not just a director, he's a bigger producer. Like, he produced so many good shit you can't even imagine. Not just movies, video games. Yeah. Medal of Honor, which we'll get to. Uh, animation, uh, animated stuff like uh, Animaniacs. He started DreamWorks, basically. Yeah, he started DreamWorks. He's one of, you know, the SKG, the S is Spielberg. <laughs> and the K is Katzenberg, the guy behind Quibi. L- really? Yeah, I know. Fuck, what the fuck is wrong with you, cats? What happened to you, man? <laughs> Things change a lot. I yeah. Guess. And, uh, like, do you know Shrek? Yeah. Uh, it's supposed to be Katzenberg, like, come back to Michael Eisner, who was at the time head of Disney. <laughs> like, Eisner, okay, for those of you who don't know, the first Shrek, the main villain is very short. Now, Michael Eisner was very, tall. Of, was very tall. And so you see the joke there, the Lord Farquhar? It's Farquhar. Yeah. It's Farquhar. Oh, God. I, I really don't like Shrek. And I, I know we're going to get a lot of dislikes for that, but I really think Shrek is something that I, I'm not going to get into. Uh, do you really want me to talk about Shrek? No. I'm going to talk about Spielberg. But I'm saying, like, Spielberg is... I think I had grew him to be fair. Like, I at some point I'm like, again, he's a good entry point. He, you see E.T. and you're like, wow, it's really cool, you know. And you see Indiana Jones and you're like, oh, okay, this is cool. But you know, as time goes on, I feel like his stuff seemed to always hit the same note. This is the same exact thing uh, problem I have with Zemeckis too. Like. They feel like uh, uh, they're Hollywood personified. Yeah, there's a set of things that happen in each of their movies. I know what you you know exactly what's going to happen. You know how the movie is going to look. You know what the story is probably going to be. But the thing is about again. These guys that have quintessential Hollywood. To be fair, I kind of feel like he doesn't give a shit anymore. (laughs) Spielberg? I I don't think Spielberg ever gave a shit. After Duel, (laughs) he never gave a shit. (laughs) No, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm of course, joking. The thing is, they're more into icons than they are into... As we said, we all remember the scene where Indy is running away from the boulder. Yeah. We may not remember much else from from the... movie exactly i do remember a lot more to be honest but again i don't know i i love those movies so i watch them a lot i can remember the staff shining a light no don't give me it they are there are good stuff there but there's that one iconic scene that's always like but in everyone's mind the thing is like spielberg made the terminal okay that's a great movie and like it's all right the thing is that okay the problem i have 
That's the problem. The idea I'm saying is that uh, with, uh, the problem I have with your statement is Thank that you. this is the same guy that made Indiana Jones, made Terminal. Like, he knows how to tell a good story. He knows how to tell a story in a good way. So, if you give him an action, comedy, romp, he'll give you Indiana Jones. If you give him an emotional story like Terminal, he gives you that. If you give him a heist movie, he gives you Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's a body of work that honestly is exemplary. Hmm. I don't think a lot of directors did, can do what Spielberg does. And I know it because... Not a lot of directors do what Spielberg... Not even Spielberg's close friend Kubrick could do what Spielberg does. Yeah, I guess By the way, AI is a movie, another one of those things that... He did well. He didn't do well. He, he basically wanted to make his friend's movie. And it's so sweet, but at the same time, misguided. And I'm like... You know, it's like when your cat brings you a dead animal. And you're like, oh, that's a sweet gesture, but what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> um, I didn't like AI. I know it's a good, it's a great gesture, all of that. I didn't like AI. I, I, Anyways, yeah. going back to Ready Player One, which is the subject of this movie uh, episode, I think we need to take a break first. Yeah, let's take a break. My name's Wade Watts. My dad picked that name because it sounded like a superhero's alter ego like Peter Parker or Bruce Banner. But he died when I was a kid, my mom too. And I ended up here. Sitting here in my tiny corner of nowhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere. Except the Oasis. A whole virtual universe. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do. But they stay because of all the things they can be. Can you feel this? Um, yeah. And we're back. Come on, true. Nah. <laughs> um, okay, one of the things I sort of admire about Spielberg still is that he still tends to do what he likes to do, which is not a luxury a lot of directors can't afford. Not really. I mean, not a lot of young directors. Not even a lot of old directors. De Palma can't do what he wants to do. He doesn't that have the money. Yeah, that's because, you know, he made a bunch of bad movies. <laughs> but he made The Untouchables. He made Scarface. He, he made, made Carrie. He made Carlitos Way. But, you know, then he made, I don't know. Uh, I like Black Dahlia, so fuck off. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> no, the thing is that, uh, again, Spielberg made a lot of bad movies, but the. Uh, thing is, uh, at some point, you need to take the risk. Like, I don't think Scorsese is ever gonna make the movie that he always wants mm -hmm. to make. Because, because he can't make superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so 
so sad to see Scorsese be so like we need to do one about that at some point yeah because Scorsese really likes those kind of movies he likes Corman movies he likes Hammer movies these are the same motherfuckers they just have bigger budgets and I know you're hating on the state of the cinema not just those movies but that's just time <laughs> Like, yeah, drive-ins are no longer a viable option because nobody likes to go and sit in a car and watch a movie. Yeah, it's... Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's sad as it The thing is that Spielberg still does what he wants to do. Like, he wants to make a remake of a classic musical. No matter how good is the classic musical and no matter how you don't want to make a remake of it, he goes ahead and does it. And apparently it's good. We haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, we need to see it. But uh, the thing about Ready Player One is that he actually wanted to make it. Are you sure about that? Yes, because he actually did a thing that he never did before. He made a movie that was 95% CG. <laughs> and he actually talks about how hard it was. Uh, I remember the review for from RLM for Ready Player One and they were like so <laughs> Spielberg didn't give a shit he was he filmed like 20% of the movie that was like real time and the rest was like yeah you guys do whatever you want yourselves <laughs> I disagree mainly because uh, the movie is still has a okay the guys who did it they really love Spielberg because the movie has a distinct Spielberg feel to it. Mm. The camera, the settings. Obviously, yeah. So either the guys who did it really liked Spielberg and they were like, oh, we're going to make a Spielberg movie. Or he actually did yeah, some so, shit. I mean, that was a joke to yeah, be fair. But like, um, God. I know you don't like it. And much no, like that. No, no, no. I don't like it. I hate it. Really? Uh, it is truly one of the most hated movies I've ever seen, ever. I mean, to uh, be honest, I understand... Part of it is because of his story. Oh, okay. Just before we go ahead, have you read the book? No. It's really bad. Go ahead. And considering how bad the book is, it must be a miracle that he could make it at least coherent movie. Actually, I'll that's give the it thing. That's, do you know what is the uh, peak of the book? They recite Monty Python and the Holy Grail, word for word. That's the problem. Ready Player One is quintessential. Quintessentially, what is what the problem is with uh, reference culture? You yeah. just throw in shit without it making any sort of sense in the story why do you have the iron giant why do you have akira's motorcycle why do you have tracer from overwatch why do you have a bunch of spartans from halo uh, remember the uh, i don't know have you seen the pitch meeting for ready player one yeah it's like uh you know he tells the flaws of the story is like wait how did he do that and he's like Remember Batman? He's in the movie. <laughs> like, okay. making a reference... Uh, I'm sorry, I need uh, to say this. Uh, Artspeer Entertainment does one of those uh, 
what if trailers, a funny sort of thing. They they're Australian group, two people basically in Australia who makes it. And for the Ready Player One, their trailer was that they they said you could be anyone, but after a while they needed to cap Batman at fifty hundred, fifty thousand, now five hundred thousand, because. And it's like all Batman. And it's like, I'm so tired of watching fucking Batman. <laughs> because everybody wanted to be Batman. And honestly, if I could be anyone, I'd be Hannibal Lecter. But that's because that's... I'm a weird dude. <laughs> like, you throw in... This is the problem that I have with um, that new Space Jam movie too. Okay. This is unfair. No, it's not. Listen. You cram in all of these references. At least that movie kind of uses it as a uses it as a part of the story. This movie does not do jack shit with it. Actually, that was that that's the thing I wanted to say that that movie is doing it uh, very poorly in, in a sort that oh look all of these characters. This one is actually oh it's a game. You get to choose if whatever it, you want. If it's a game, then why isn't it using original assets? Oh God, there's yeah. so much that doesn't make any sense. Okay, so the story is the founder of this game has died and he has left three Easter eggs, which, which okay. sounds like the stupidest thing in the world. And I know this is part of the book, not the, not Sweeper's part necessarily, but whatever. No, no, the thing is that I, I'm with you with the fact that the Easter eggs are very stupid. <laughs> the first one is driving fucking... Let, I'm going to talk about that just now. He has hidden three Easter eggs, and for whatever reason, whoever finds those Easter eggs is gonna have control of the game for whatever reason. Okay, whatever. It's a MacGuffin, he's gonna go after it. The first Easter egg is in a racing game, and you attain it through a bug. And, ah, God. What you do is what basically any gamer ever has done. You reverse from the starting line. That's it. That's all it took to finish the race. And like, nobody. They were stuck. They were stuck there for five years. For five years, nobody thought. Yeah, what if I don't even cross the starting lap? What if I just back up a little bit and you know, uh, crash into the geometry and whatever? I'm like. Yeah, I understand that. That's a very. That's. A very stupid plot point. I know. Was it in the book? I don't remember. Mainly because I skipped a lot of the book. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Re- I'm, I'm not kidding. I was reading it. I skipped chapters. Yeah. And I was like, okay. I basically did this. I read a chapter. This is very stupid. This is very stupid. The next chapter I was reading, oh, okay, this is very stupid. Then I ch- jumped like four chapters and I said, oh yeah, I can't follow the story. Let's keep reading from here. I don't want to... It's not a good book. It's... Okay. The no, I haven't, I haven't stopped complaining yet. Oh, okay. What was the second one? I'm, I, the I, second I, one is... The only good part of the movie is oh, the uh, shining. shining. And that's because... It's his friend's work, not his own work. The Shining is a fantastic, it's a phenomenal movie. And he just basically copy-pasted it on his own. Whatever. And so, at some point, uh, the guy's trick 
the main villain, which is played by Ben Mendelsohn. Yeah. And Ben Mendelsohn in that year played a lot of villains. Yeah. He was in Rogue One. He was in. Not in that year, but in the same time frame. That time. Time frame. Was like the go-to villain guy for a while. And King George for some reason. I don't know. Um, anyway, they trap him in this room that is apparently so fucking realistic. He forgot that he had put his goggles, VR goggles on, and he's not even capped, held captive. Does that make any sense to you? Uh, in a... Okay. I hate it when someone, you know, uh, thinks that I'm a... I'm a dummy, I'm an idiot, like... I know what you mean. I don't think he thinks you're an idiot. I think it it just asks... Okay. This has nothing to do with Spielberg. It's happened to do with another guy that was making kid-friendly movies back in the 90s called Chris Columbus. Yes. Chris Columbus made the original Home Alone and he sort of Banked on the idea, I guess. Yeah, that suspension of disbelief. You need to believe all of this stupid shit is actually what's happening. And I think that's the thing with this. Again, Chris Columbus, if you look at his career, it's not going very well. Not really. And that's because at some point, we became very cynical. Chris Columbus and Steven Spielberg didn't. The thing is, if that was a 90s movie, we wouldn't care. No. I, I'm not saying it in defense of the movie. I think that's a stupid plot point. I'm just saying it's not because you thought you were, you were an idiot. It's because he's still stuck in the 90s mindset. It's stuck in a pre-9-11 world where everything is, you know... Everything is a lot simpler than yeah. what it seems to be. It's, it's easy to imagine a kid is stuck at home alone. It's easy to imagine an alien comes to Earth and have a friendship with a boy. The fact is, okay. Maybe I, that's I, why I outgrew him. Like, again, I think the world sort of outgrew him in general. At the same time, though, again, I love E.T. Mm-hmm. I think E.T. is still a good movie. But I also know that E.T. came out 30 years ago. I know if E.T. came out today, that exact movie came out today, I probably would be a lot more uh, lot critical. Less positive, yeah. yeah, critical of it. But yeah, uh, again, uh, I think it's because th- because they think about creating a world so realistic that the guy falls for it, it's a very nineties plot point. It's a it's beyond stupid. Like it's literally the plot point of Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Like they make a set of the uh, casino that the guy falls for it. Like that's literally the plot of Ocean's Eleven. But Ocean Eleven came out a long time ago. What? And even Ocean's Eleven was so to, funny and to give that movie credit, like it works in the context of that movie because it's so schlocky that the movie itself is so schlocky. Yeah. Ready Player One is not a schlocky movie. It takes itself quite seriously <laughs> yeah. a lot of the time. That's the problem. Like, that's, that's the biggest problem. 
There I've... is this final... The final fight is just... It's basically what a kid can dream of. All of the action figures on one place, you know, imaginary enemies at the other place. Just start matching everything at each other and just see what happens. It's badly choreographed. It's, it looks quite bad. Uh, I mean, it doesn't it look... No to be honest, it doesn't look quite bad. I know. I, I, I haven't watched this movie in like three years. So. Oh. Uh, it's, it actually holds up better than you imagine when you realize... Okay, it's very cohesive. That's the thing that's working for it. Hmm. Like, there is nothing that jumps out at you like, oh, this effect doesn't work. Again, this is uh, our next movie, which we're going to talk about, Free Guy. I actually think it's quite jarring, though. Like... No, no. I'm saying that... Remember in uh, Free Guy, Hmm. the dude... Yeah, yeah. Is so out of place because it's so obviously CG, but everyone is live action. In the play one, at least everyone is CG. You know, it it works together. Like everything has the same quality, so it actually feels like a game. Uh, uh, it doesn't look bad. That's I, that's I, what I'm saying. I guess so. <laughs> I can't agree with that, unfortunately. Um, I know. I agree. It's badly choreographed. Again, okay, I, can't, I I need to come to the defense of the movie because yeah. I actually didn't hate it. Mostly because I knew what he was doing and I can't believe I'm saying this. This is actually a very good movie about video games. This is the closest thing to an actual video you're, game. You're killing me, dude. No, no, that's it. This is the closest thing to an actual video game we had in a movie about video games that is actually like a video game. You're killing me. I'm talking like in comparison to Mythic Quest, which is about like video game designers. That show like that game doesn't work. I'm talking in contrast to Free Guy. That game doesn't fucking work. This is actually feels like a video game. Even then I... I don't know. Like, that's the thing. Spielberg loves video games. Yeah. I actually knew how to make one. I'm not saying he did a great job with this one, but I'm saying it actually feels like, oh, I forgot. I saw Mark Rylance. I forgot that Spielberg also did Bridge of Spice. Yeah. Which Depend again. It's really dependent on the story he's doing. Yeah, I that's think. Good. Bridge of Spies was written by the Coen Brothers. Yeah. It was a great movie. The Terminal was written by someone really good. I can't remember. It's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, this one was written by Zach Penn. This one was written and by Ernest Klein. That fucker. There you go. Yeah, I, I I agree. But the thing is that the the game actually looks like a game. It I, doesn't though. It actually does. No, there dude. is a lot of. I, I agree. There is not a lot, not a lot of. Like, uh, okay, why, why are the like? I get it. A meta game might exist, but the concept. It's VR chat. Hmm. Like every genre is going to exist. We're gonna take every asset from every other property and we're gonna shove it in. And, and so, I don't know. It's that, so that part. That part is. I agree. That part is mostly. Uh, fan service for us but 
imagine if instead of again VR chat is sort of like that, isn't it? I haven't done VR chat, but yes, I've seen VR yes, chat. Yes, VR chat is a room though; it's not gameplay. Okay, but imagine if VR chat get to the point where you can have gameplay, so you can be anyone, and for some reason, all copyrights is abolished except the one of the. Ga- I know that part is stupid. I'm not gonna defend that part, but I'm saying it feels like an actual game in compa- in contrast to. Other movies Wreck- that depict the Wreck- video Ralph feels more Wreck- like a... Okay, Wreck- Ralph is cheating. Yay. Because that's actually a game. There you go. No, like, Wreck- Ralph is actually based on an actual game. Yeah, I know. it Because it is a game. <laughs> yeah. That's a video game movie. That's not a movie about video games. <laughs> You're just trying to go through all sorts of hoops to say, this looks like a game. It looks like... I, I'm saying compared to Free Guy, which we'll talk about after this, that game does not look like a game. You can't do what they do in that game. But you can't imagine doing what they do in this game. Can't you? Not really. Seriously, like, just put aside the fact that everyone is Batman. <laughs> it, it needs the level of polish, the level of coding it needs to be accomplished. Okay. It's just unimaginable. That's where the sci-fi bullshit comes in. Imagine there is an al- imagine Silicon Valley happened. There is an algorithm that can do all of that shit that they were doing in Silicon Valley, which I was very excited about, but I realized was <laughs> fake because I have a problem with storage and I want everything to be smaller. Oh, but okay. apparently, it doesn't happen. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you, Mark Judge. <laughs> but uh, the thing is that imagine in that. World, yeah, the level of polish is incredible, but I that game I can imagine being playable. You know what I mean? Like there is something to do in that we, game. We can agree to disagree, I guess, because I just yeah. I just can't see. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I I understand what you mean, but to be honest. <laughs> because I, I like the movie for the most part when it didn't have that stupid like when the stupid moments happen I you know what's even worse uh, the robot dude Sean, uh, Sean no, not Sean um, the robot I forgot dude? his name um, Simon Peck yeah he could have solved the movie 10 minutes in <laughs> yeah that that's when I put on Ernest Klein. It, it's a kind that, of that's a Klein shit. That that's that comes off a mile as a Klein shit. Yeah, maybe. Again, uh, it's, it's Warner okay. Brothers. You... It's Warner Brothers showing its dick to Disney. <laughs> you look at this. We have all of these IPs. None of them have a good movie, but we have all of these IPs. But doing it once is okay. Doing it twice? <laughs> yeah, Space Jam is fucking stupid. Morna must have some serious self, uh, self-doubt self issues and yeah. stuff like that. See how many cool shit we have? We have Mortal Kombat now. I still don't get... I, I saw, there's so much shit I don't get about this movie. I... 
again, I managed to suspend my disbelief, and again, it's very suspended. Like it's I'm hanging for you, <laughs> hanging by a thread. But I could get through this without thinking about all of that because we didn't see the background of the how the game works. You know what I mean? You don't see the coding. And that sort of gives it a mystical element, like, oh, how did they make this game? Yeah, it's In like, contrast to... Uh, it's like, you know, wiping off the uh, question. Yeah. Instead of answering yeah. it. <laughs> but again, I managed to suspend because of that, which is something I couldn't do for Free Guy. Which I think we just take a break and come back and talk about Free Guy. But uh, before that... I mean, yeah. Do you recommend Red Player Absolutely not. I do. <laughs> Go watch it. <laughs> watch it twice. Buy it. <laughs> no, not, not buy it. Uh, I think it's probably on HBO Max. It should be, maybe, right? Maybe. I don't if you have HBO Max, just give it a chance. It's a, again, and this is probably the worst part of it because they that is exactly what they were going for. It's a nostalgia piece. You will probably see something you get excited about it in the movie even if just seeing it like even if you're a horror fan they have chucky they have the shiny yeah they have zombies and shiny come on kubrick just turned over in his grave 34 times after seeing that shit to be honest zombies in games are a menace they ruin the best of the games why not ruin the best of the movies too nice also, that was a good answer. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Also, I love the fact that the villain is EA. <laughs> <laughs> like, they didn't say it's EA, but it's, it's EA. EA. <laughs> like, the big bad guy's big bad plan is literally putting microtransaction into the game and advertising. <laughs> it's EA, and I love... Okay. I get to it when we get to Free Guy, but because one of the biggest problem with Free Guy is how it handles the gaming community. But this is actually, I think, understood better the gaming community than Free Guy. What? In what way? That actually one of the biggest problem that is happening is the over monetization. Yeah, but that is such a broad topic I'm not going to get okay. into. Uh, let's take a break. Good morning, Goldie. My name is Guy, and I live in Free City. I have everything I need. Except one thing. Hey! Excuse me! Hey! Hey, bud. You ever think that there's gotta be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Literally not once. Today's gonna be different, Goldie. What are we looking at? Who are you? We ran into each other the other day. How did you find me? I waited outside by the murder train. Guy, I have to tell you something. There is no easy way to say this. This world is a video game. Listen to me. You're not real. And we're back. <laughs> we just had a very heated discussion about Ready Player One. And so I think it's time we get into a not as heated discussion probably. About Sean Lee, is it Levi or Levy? So Levi's is a jeans, right? If you, they write it with I, 
Yeah. So I'm gonna call him Sean Levy for now. Yeah, Sean Levy. Uh, the guy who made The Night at the Museum. And horrible. Did he, did he do horrible voices? I don't think so. Did he? Um, film. He no didn't. He did real seal. Like well, oh, that Hugh Jackman movie. Yeah, Hugh Jackman. Anyways, uh, free guy. Yeah. What is your thought of? It's not a good movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah, it's a mediocre movie with a very stupid, simplistic message, and this is the part where it pisses me off. This game doesn't exist. Yeah. No, no, no. Why doesn't it exist? It's basically GTA. It's so stupid. That's not how NPCs in GTA work. Like how? You go in, you put them on there, everybody just lies down. No, they fight, they run away. I mean... Uh, how do we okay. This is a, one of those AI gets too smart stories. Yeah. It's basically uh, Terminator, but... In a wholesome way. In a wholesome way. Um, I understand what they, why they made it. I really do. I do understand why they made it. They wanted to address a lot of problems with gaming community. They wanted to, not just gamers, I mean, uh, gaming industry, I should have said. That includes developer, publisher, yeah. you know, all those. They wanted to address a lot of that. I think uh, there is a lot of uh, personal... Holy shit! How could I not see that? What the, the same guy wrote the two fucking movies! <laughs> Zach Penn wrote Free Guy and Zach Penn wrote Ready Player One. Well, see, I was right. <laughs> Ali wanted to do Truman Show. I said, no, we should do this. Yeah. I was right, damn it. Holy fuck. <laughs> How did I not see that before? Yeah, I, I, I did not realize that either. I mean... To be honest, I think this guy does nothing basically, because these two movies are not similar. Why? They are. No, uh, the way they handle the subject are extremely different. Meh. This one is. Meh. I mean, both are about opposition, like. Yeah, but. One, one of them free guy is a lot smaller it's like one guy versus one girl yeah <laughs> it's not that versus the world mentality but they both have idiotic romance plot points they both have that oppressive shit they both have that uh you know manager who's just a villain trying to uh <laughs> you know oh god taika waititi get the money from the consumers whatever we're quite similar, I think. I honestly, I was more mostly thinking of you know, one of them is more cynical, and what Ready Player One? Ready Player One is much more cynical. Yeah, it is. I think Klein because this one is also made written by Matt Lieberman, who wrote the story of the movie, mm. which 
that one was Ernest Klein, which wrote the book. So I don't know if this, who is Zach Penn? <laughs> he wrote The Incredible Hulk. Uh, the 2008 movie? Or the Ang Lee movie? The 2008 movie. I think, yeah, it's, it's one known. And co-wrote the, incre- uh, and co-wrote the script for X- X2 and X-Men The Last Stand and the story for Avengers. The Avengers 2012. So he did some good shit. And he did some bad shit? Yeah. This okay, fucking hell. I'm not gonna look at this. I just I, I'm just still reveling at the revelation <laughs> that the same guy wrote the two fucking movies we're not talking about. And we didn't even know. That is stupid. Yeah. The thing is about this game that makes me it rubs me the wrong way is that I know it's supposed to be GTA, but it's not GTA. It at the same time feels okay. There is a juxtaposition here. This is the part where I say Spielberg's movie did good. In Spielberg's movie, you really don't have a sense of NPCs. Like you don't really see a lot of NPCs. Because there's only one and it's not even an NPC. Yeah, it's not an NPC. The the only NPC you have are enemies. Yeah. Like which like uh, King Kong or the dinosaur from Jurassic Park, T Rex from Jurassic Park. But in this one, you have a lot of talk about NPCs and how gaming works and how coding works and all of that. And you know that's not how it works. No, it's not. And that's what makes it so frustrating to watch. Like I watch a watch them play the game, the Free City game. And I know that that game doesn't exist because at but the same time, the game time, in Ready Player One couldn't exist. But the game in Ready Player One feels like an actual game. That's the thing. Here, it the AI is supposed to be revolutionary. Oh, it's so realistic that people like it. I feel like it's so realistic, but it's the stupidest AI ever. It it has a very certain route that it takes. A, not even Hitman has that anymore. Like, if, if you shoot someone in Hitman, the gods will change the route. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of fair. I think that's, that's, that's been the case since Hitman Absolution, because I remember the Hitman Absolution that happened. So, it's like they want us to believe this is the thing that... And I'm, I'm, going, I'm coming back to it, because that Ready Player One had something that this movie doesn't have. And that's Spielberg's direction. Which this one doesn't have. Because the the action in this is fucking bad. Because the action in Spielberg's movie. The action in Spielberg's movie at least was interesting. Uh, Like it was so busy. Like it was so busy that you couldn't understand what was happening. But it it was interesting to look at. Free Guy doesn't make any sense either. But at least there are some concepts that are implemented there. Like, uh, the whole, uh, you know, how do you cover the assets of previous design and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah, you put it in there. That is kind of realistic. Like, I've seen uh, behind-the-scenes game developments, I know they always hide assets from previous versions out there just not to fuck up the coding. That's kind of nice. Believe me, I know. I know, Skyrim does it a lot. (laughs) 
they uh, they s- deleted a whole side quest about the civil war. Yeah. Everything about it is in the game. <laughs> it's that's literally just, they made a mod that you just can't access those files. It, that's just God Howard's power. Yes. <laughs> a large, but uh, I know. I know. It makes a lot of sense in. in I know it, they took a lot from the gaming industry, but at the same time... A lot more than Ready Player One. It's a more faithful, in my mind at least, it's more faithful than that movie. That's the... I cannot agree with you on that, because, again, when I see this game play, the gameplay of this game, I'm saying, this, I don't know, I this game cannot work. Because it feels incredibly boring. And yet, I have to believe that this game is so great and expansive that everyone is playing it. That Jacksepticeye is playing Oh my god, that, that's a stupid part. I actually... Jacksepticeye? Ja- yeah, I like no, I him. Like Jax- I like yeah. guy. I don't like him in this. Uh, yeah, it was... The, stream- <laughs> the streamer stuff was super cringe. Really bad. I mean, talk about cringe. Like, half of the movie is cringe. Keys like, is cringe. Just like Ready Player One. Um, Ready Player One is stupid. It's not cringe. It is. No, it's not cringe. I disagree. Like, it's You're stupid. You're just defending it. No, not... I, I, yeah, I'm defending it, but because it's just... When I see Ready Player One do something stupid, like go backward, I'm saying, okay, that's very dumb. What I don't feel is the feeling of second-hand embarrassment when I watch Free Guy and... Watch uh, Taika Waititi do that hand thing when he talks. It's a good or thing you haven't watched Matrix Resurrections yet. Oh, I, 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 have seen. I know what you're talking about in <laughs> Matrix Resurrections. There. Oh, this is a. Oh, I need to watch that. Mm, anyway. But anyways, uh, the thing is that like the cringe I felt at that Jesus friend, uh, the. The guy who was uh, his boss that didn't tell it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Keys is they... my, my boy. And I'm like, oh, that, that line is so cringe. And the way he delivered it was so cringy. Like, I feel a second-hand investment that I don't feel in Ready Player One. Ready Player One, I'm like, just, okay, you're dumb. You're stupid. Go fuck yourself. But I'm like, in this one, I'm like, ew. Ew. <laughs> ew. Ah. That's so bad. And, but... I'm, I'm, I'm okay, like I did with Ready Player One. I want to talk about the good stuff in this for a while. Ryan Reynolds is pretty good. He is he's I carrying like the, the I movie. I like the cast a lot more than uh, Ready Player One. Re- Reynolds is good. Jodie Comer is kind of good. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's for not me, last will good, but it's okay. The thing in this one that. The one in this one that after Ryan Reynolds really got me was Little Ray Howie. Little Ray Howie. Oh. Because he was so cute. Like, so adorable in this movie. And I'm like, he was so happy and... Ah, he was so good. He was having so much fun. It was fun to see him have so much fun. Yeah. But, oh, you want to talk about... Okay, you want to talk about cringy references? The Marvel... The fact this is Disney, the same guy who okay wrote that for Warner is writing this for Disney. Yes, yes. it's like <laughs> okay, let's show Warner's dick to Disney, and then the same guy goes and 
pulls down the pants on Disney and showing the Disney stick to uh, Warner because the, for no reason, literally no reason, there is a Captain America shield, a Hulk hand, and a fucking lightsaber. Now, I know it's supposed go. to be Fortnite skins, like when Fortnite did the same thing with Disney. All I need is a fucking line that says that. I came to that ref- It is as stupid, if not even more stupid than um, uh, Ready Player One's references. Uh, yeah, but you know, I, I, because I know what they're doing here. In that one, it's, uh, I understand, that one is also a problem that, how did we get to the world where no copyright exists? Uh, I'm saying, oh, VRChat, because VRChat actually does that, like you have a lot of copyrighted characters. Uh, yeah, but it's... Uh, it's yeah, going through hoops and shit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's the thing. Like, uh, in that one, they don't explain it. In this one, I know that what they're trying to do. Like, oh, you know, when Fortnite did it, I like, just have that code guy say, oh, that's the skin. And that's the Disney skin. Yeah. Again, it's not gaming in any. Uh, yeah. It, it has feasible, a feel like. like He's writing code and the code is implemented instantly into the game. That's not how shit works. And the code itself doesn't make sense. The idea of that coding. If you want... Okay, this is the problem with a lot of sci-fi movies. If you get technical, if you want to go out to see plot, I'm going to write hard sci-fi. You need to understand what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) If not, go soft. Don't show us. Don't show me that algorithm which pops open. Just tell me, yeah, something happened and he's he now evolved. I'm okay with that. I don't need you to explain it to me. Because by trying to explain something you which you dumb. Cl- yeah, which you clearly don't understand. <laughs> you just sound dumber. And this is the problem. You say that about very player one, I say that about free guy. They feel like Movies made by out of touch old guys who want to feel like they're with the kids, and this is not a game. Literally, the same machine. Yeah, the same How do you follow kids? And for me, Free Guy had the more. Okay, this is probably me trying to suck up to Steven Spielberg because again, I have a lot of good history with him. I love Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I love ET. I love uh, Schindler List, so maybe that. But as I said, that one felt like Spielberg wanted to make it. Mm. You know, Spielberg wanted to make a movie about video games, and so he made it. This one feels like someone wanted to, they like Disney wanted to make a movie about video games. You know what I mean? I think they chose a good director, though. Like Sean Levy. He did Night at the Museum, which is basically a historical version of Free Guy. But history works in that way. This doesn't. Yeah, of course it doesn't. History is, you know, something set in stone. Something, uh, how do you say and it? And you can't have fun with history. Because history is something that is easy to understand. It doesn't have a community around it. Uh, it's a museum. It, I'm going to put it in quote, a passionate community, but uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but the gaming, the fact is, they don't understand gaming. I, I agree if you say Ready Player One also doesn't understand it, but again, 
in, in this one, I felt a lot more cynicism. Not, not in the movie itself, in how it's made, in what it's trying to do. Like, you clearly don't know what you're t talking about. You clearly didn't want to make this. <laughs> you made it because of Ryan Reynolds and because of gaming. Because you put Jacksepticeye in there and you have the gaming community with you. And as someone, I'm sorry for this, I know this is gonna get a, get a lot of dislikes. As someone who's made videos for YouTube, gaming community are idiots. I'm, I'm serious, they watch everything. That, that includes a guy sitting at the corner of his room talking about Stronghold. And I actually like that video. <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> like that. He's dissing himself, Jesus. Yeah. They watch everything that happens to be about gaming. They watch Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat didn't lose money. Yeah. So, this feels more cynical to me than Ready Player One. And that's maybe because I'm easier on Ready Player One. I'm sorry, okay, Spielberg wanted to make it. He made it. And it's Steven Spielberg, you know. You, he clearly doesn't need the money. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, he can probably live happy until the day I he I think he should, you know, give some of his money to some of his more talented friends so that they can make, you know, good <laughs> movies. I mean, fuck you, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> but, I don't know. Again, if it didn't try to go technical, it would have been more successful. At least, again, at least it's uh, spending time on some of... Uh, Gaming's lesser-known facts that kind of are interesting. The like the idea horizon of, thing? Hmm? The, the horizon thing. The AI routines and stuff like that. It isn't done well. It isn't implanted, implemented well. An AI routine is something that I think anyone even interested in gaming probably... Anyone who ever played Hitman contracts... Especially the newer ones. The Not new one. The old one. The old one has a very clear route. Yeah, like, yeah this guy comes yeah. here. Like, if you play uh, Commandos, uh, what? one of the Command and Conquer games, Generals, I think. Oh. Because that one also had a very specific route. Any sort of game where you needed to have a stealth section, you probably are familiar with routes. Yeah. The fact that this movie is so limited like the route is so limited and yet the movie acts like it's bigger than it is you know what i mean i think it's stuck in a position that it wants to be about a game and it wants to be more than that like it wants to be a wholesome story about a rogue ai that you know yeah uh, that has that caught feelings <laughs> Basically, it's yeah. trying to, you know, talk about the topic that might... Also, again, uh, this is... Uh, this is actually true for Ready Player One too. Like, that movie's talking about Metaverse. Fuck Metaverse. This movie's talking about AI. I'm not yeah. going to talk about fucking AI because they might come and hunt me down. Um, these are good ideas. I don't doubt that. They're just not... They're not executed well. They're executed by people who have 
clearly no idea about how things work. Just give it to someone that knows how it works. This is another thing I wanted to say about Free Radio is the references to gaming industry that I thought was very mishandled. Like the fact that the code stealing was so blatant. No. And it's like, yeah, but you know, first of all, the guy who does it doesn't do it like this. So it's easier to, and it happens, it happens a lot. EA again does it a fucking lot. Yeah. And the fact that the guy who is always about, oh, my image, my image takes a fucking axe and attacks the servers. The, yeah, the mistreatment of workers. Yeah. In light of Activision's Blizzard. Fest, yeah. <laughs> and so... It, like it wanted to say something about the gaming industry like the fact that the gaming company they attacked is Tsunami I wonder what gaming company they are referencing Capcom? Yeah, Capcom <laughs> And it's like it, it feels a little bit tasteless Yeah, I agree with that And you didn't need to do that you didn't. You want to talk about an egotistical game designer? This is where you do the, your research. You look at Randy Pitchford. <laughs> you you want to talk about a game designer who doesn't understand what the fuck is doing, and yet is given money and is popular for some reason. Todd Howard. <laughs> I was gonna say Peter Molyneux, <laughs> but Todd Howard. Oh yeah, Todd Howard. But. Uh, I'm joking. Todd is actually more nerdy. That's the thing. You want to? Uh, that's why I said Taika Waititi could have done his uh, what we do in the shadows performance in this one. That would have been Todd Howard. Like, he was like, yeah. Who's laughing now? Yeah. <laughs> it just works. And okay, I know they couldn't do this. Make a lot more references to fucking real life. It just uh, works. It just <laughs> like it's weird to make a movie about gaming, have Jacksepticeye in it, have uh, Pokemon in it, have other people like yeah, other streamers like yeah, and talking about gaming community, talking about gaming industry, talking about oh how toxic is the gaming community because they say bad jokes in the chat. First of all, that cripple joke was not the worst thing you can get in a game. The fact that Ryan Reynolds didn't run around calling people the N-word means you don't understand the gaming community. <laughs> I'm sorry that's the sad reality because a lot of people who play games are 12 years who feel like the N-word is the funniest shit ever. Yeah. And like, you need to have a, you need to be more into this community. This feels like a movie for people who don't like games. Mm, I get that. Like Ready Player One also feels like a people from people who don't understand games. I don't think it's for people who don't like games. It's like for people who don't understand it. Like, like uh, I play Candy Crush, or I play Forza Horizon only. I play FIFA, so <laughs> I'm gonna watch this movie. Ah, oh, it's game. But this is for people who don't like games. So they f see it from a distance. So yeah, yeah, it's 
There's a health pack there, and it, it's a little briefcase, and it's in the middle of the street. While we all know, that sort of health pack is not gonna happen in a fucking MMO. <laughs> in the healer. Yeah. So, it feels like they needed to be more in there. Because I can imagine this movie, I, I, I said it in my review in the letterbox, I like the idea of the movie way that I like the movie. <laughs> Because imagine if Taika Waititi was Randy Pitchford, an egotistical asshole who throws away years of hard work just by being a fucking asshole on Twitter and ruined the chance that game might have. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, Randy Pitchford is the guy, I don't remember the name of the studio, I know he made Borderlands. Gearbox. 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 He made Borderlands. And he has a habit of going on Twitter, saying a lot of stupid shit, and say, having a lot of bad takes about uh, events, and then people have to come and apologize for him. Do you remember the missed USB flash drive? No. I'm gonna talk about it, tell you about it later. Oh, okay. You can tell the, the audience too. What? I mean, uh, so they went to, uh, he and his maybe co-workers, friends, I don't know, went to a restaurant and he misplaced a flash drive on the um, table of the restaurant and it has some kinky shit in it. <laughs> and by kinky, I mean stuff that is not even explainable on this podcast. Oh, okay. And he's oddly infatuated with doing magic tricks. I don't know if you knew that. Oh. You see, this is eccentric guys. What is the eccentric quality about Taiko Waititi? He's just he, an asshole. He's <laughs> just an asshole. Okay, you want to make him just an asshole. This is the thing I hate about a lot of these movies. Mediocre action movies. Mediocre movies in general. What they say with what is reality in that movie is not the same. Antoine, the Taiko Waititi character, is supposed to be this visionary of the future and all of that, yet he's an obvious asshole. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but you're, in your world, an obvious asshole doesn't work because it's supposed to be like he's a visionary. People respect him and all of that. In our world, maybe. In the no, 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 no. In, even in our world, look at Elon Musk, the version that people actually respect. He's an asshole. But to, not to us. Yeah, sure. Outwardly, he's this crazy eccentric guy. What eccentricities did he have except for that hand gesture thing? Which was very cringy, by the way. <laughs> and, I don't know. It feels like it could have... It, it could have been good. The, it could have been there good. There is an idea there in both of his movies. Yeah. I don't think it's... To be honest... I don't think you could have be a better version of Ready Player One. Yeah, of course you could. I don't think you can. You could, but uh, by first of all, not being stupid. <laughs> I Maybe it's because I like Spielberg, but I don't think he had much to work with. <laughs> I know he didn't have much to work with. The book is fucking stupid. Then why did he choose it in the first place? Honestly, I think because Ernest Klein really sucked his dick in the book. Ooh. No, no, not, not literally. Oh, like, damn. Uh, it's like, oh, uh, a lot of... <laughs> a lot of Sweetberg references. Yeah, and the thing is, uh, 
actually we needed to talk about that in the when the player one section i think it's kind of interesting though he made the movies that inspired him then he made a movie of that inspiration yeah i get that it's it's odd in a real like we have an iranian movie called nasreddin shah october cinema which in english they call it once upon a time cinema yeah uh it's a it's an interesting movie it's one of the few instances of postmodernism in iranian cinema the first and not few uh i mean we don't have a lot we don't have a, yeah i uh, i know you want to say your sensei makes them sensei doesn't make postmodern movies at best makes modern movies do you want me to start talking <laughs> No, Nasrani Shakhtar Cinema is actually... I don't think we have a movie that is that expressively postmodernist. Yeah, I, I guess I can... Like, Bahman Beyzai in his wildest dream can't be that postmodernist. And the guy who made it is Mohsen Mahmal Waf, which I hate. I hate him as a person. I hate, like him as a director. I hate him as a person. He's also a subject of a brilliant movie. Yeah, yeah, close up. Anyway. That actually might be more postmodernist. I mean, Kiarostami's movies are quite postmodernist, or the, his more experimental movies like Shirin, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, what was it? Re- report? Uh, what do you. Oh, Gozavesh? <laughs> we have gone full on Persian, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Anyway, Nasa Nishak has this amazing quality that. It has Ezzatullah Entezami in it playing Nasreddin Shah. Now Ezzatullah Entezami, the late Ezzatullah Entezami, uh, not only played Nasreddin Shah in the movie Chamal al he played the role of Mashasan in the movie Gov, or The Cow. Not, be, not, be, not to be confused with the 2021 movie Cow, which YouTube is shoving down my throat. Movie, fuck you! <laughs> Uh, I I did the poor choice of letting you know I like movies. Why <laughs> uh, fucking god! If I see that trailer for First Cow again, apparently it's a good movie. Yeah, I want to watch that movie, but that trailer is fucking annoying. <laughs> but uh, it and Mosa Mahmoud had the chance to make a movie about golf, about cow, about Nasreddin Shah, and have. It's that Allah in that movie. And Ready Player One, in a weird way, feels like that. That the guy who inspired a lot of what went into writing Ready Player One made Ready Player One. Yeah, I guess that's... That, that kind of actually what made, makes me sad about it. Like, <laughs> you could have done so much better. Maybe. I mean, we don't know. That's a and we will never and we uh, never will. We may. How long before they reboot it? Stop it! Don't give them ideas. I I wait until Disney buys Warner Brothers and then they reboot it and then they can have Avengers and the X Men in it and well, sorry, Batman in it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Free Guy has Chris Evans for some reason. Why? One scene. Yeah, yeah. The shield happens. What the hell? So yeah, do you recommend Free Guy? <laughs> After the two episodes we have recorded, this 
is probably the only thing I might recommend. <laughs> Watch it with the caveat of it being not good though. It's it's okay. It's a time waster in a literal sense. This is one no. of those movies you take your girlfriend or your wife or your whatever with you. Uh, you just laugh your ass off or spend. I call this lazy afternoon movies. Like it's yeah five p.m. You're sitting in your underwear and you're feeling. I want to watch something, but I do want to pay attention to it. Yes. Watch for you guys. Yes. This is it exciting. doesn't do any harm. But to be honest, I also have the same opinion on Freddy Player One. <laughs> watch that too. In that case, I watch Mortal Kombat 2021. Such a great year for movies, and yet we only talked. No, we talked about Green Knight. We have talked about good movies. Yeah, that talked about Dune and Green Knight. Green Knight so far still the best part of 2021 for me. And Fresh Dispatch. Yeah. For those of you who don't know why am I saying this, it's because we recorded a four hour long episode that you're not going to hear. For now. No, not ever. We're going to record it later. Uh, we, yeah, we're probably going to re-record most of the stuff, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. With that said, we don't know what is our next episode. Better than you. Probably. Or it can be House We of can Gucci. do a trilogy of video games, you know. We did Mortal Kombat, we did this, we can end it. I mean, we did a video game movie. We did a movie about video games. We well, do a video game about a movie. We can do that. But I don't want to play any movie video games. Because if, if video game movies are hard to get to, movie video games are even worse. Are even worse. Because you have to play them. Yeah. You can't put it and say, okay, I lie down and it happens. You need to actively engage with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, we don't know what we'll do. We'll probably think of something clever. <laughs> something we think it's clever. Yeah. <laughs> so, live long. And prosper. Like, share, subscribe, please. Uh, and... Don't forget to ring that notification button. Yeah, seriously, this stuff does. And if you are a fan of Jacksepticeye, thank you for fooling the algorithm into thinking that you like both of us equally. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week.